Welcome to the Grab Beer Cast. That's Josh. I'm Jeff. Wait. Huh? Oh, God. No. <laughs> That's what happened? They, things are about to get real awkward after the show. Yes, yes, they are. Quit touching me. No. Okay. Uh, anybody doing anything? Exciting? Oh, of course not. What is there to do? Will you leave for a I week? saw where, uh, and of course now this news is a week old, but I saw where uh, California is throwing up their hands and saying, wait, somebody had an allergic reaction to the Moderna vaccine. We can't have that anymore. Oh, Lord. Oh. Really? California, man. Well, well, everybody's leaving California. I don't know if you know this, but they're all moving to Austin now. Yeah. Well, California knows because how to they, party. Well, yeah, but like Austin, you go get some uh, Franklin brisket and... And not have to pay state income tax. Hmm. That's well. I mean, there for a while, like a lot of that was the big thing for like professional teams. You know, move to Florida. Oh yeah, yeah. That's why all the wrestlers live in Florida, so they don't have to pay state income tax. I mean, I get it. Yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, like literally everybody is moving to California or moving out of California to other cities now. To literally everyone. But, so here's like, here's how be bad like it, Chris Purvis and that's it. Here's how bad it's gotten. You've seen I Am Legend. <laughs> <laughs> if you even went to, let's say, Wells, you decided to do six months of college in California. Okay. You move out, move to New York, whatever. They want you to continue to pay state income tax, even though you were only there for six months. Yeah, no. Well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Taxation is theft. Wait, what show was this? <laughs> this is an Infowars. Oh, crap, I'm lost. Mm. Oh, it's not? Oh. You okay? No, I'm not. <clears throat> I'm, I'm right behind you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm kind of there, too. So what's <laughs> new, Josh? What, what's something to leave a bad taste in your mouth? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Um, you know, same old shit. Uh, oh, fuck. Football's almost over, which is always sad and depressing. Yeah, yeah. Not nearly as depressing as, you know, Brady having the stars aligned for him yet a fucking game. Even I have to be like, fuck that. You know, like on one hand, I was, and of course, who knows how well this comment's going to play, you know, a week later. But, you know, typically what happens is you get the Saints in a big game and they get burned by the refs, who will never admit to still being upset about... Uh, Target Gate or whatever it was called. But like, I don't know. They always get hosed by something. But then last night, they <laughs> they got hosed by Drew Brees. Yeah, I just that was kind of a bad deal. But I don't know. Tampa wasn't a bad team, but they sure did seem to get everything working around them pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah, no shit. Uh, Constellation, on the other hand, can't seem to get anything working around them very quickly. Can they, Wells? Uh, How's that for a motherfucking transition? Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think Constellation can get uh, things working well. They've got some of the fastest growing beer brands in the country right now. New Belgium? Constellation. What? I would just say New Belgium because they're always on the top of the anyway, growth charts. So, um, But they don't have those. The, the problem is uh, there's been some controversy surrounding um, a proposed brewery uh, in Mexico that, you know, residents were complaining, like, we're not going to have any water. Like you are using all like our area's water for beer production and you're going to like, just kill us. 
So uh, this proposed brewery, and of course it's a, a a lengthy read because you know good beer hunting must pay by the word. Um, but they were all set to brew content equals engagement. <laughs> but they were all set to brew a uh, uh, build a one point five billion dollar production brewery, and those uh, plans have been scrapped. So interesting. Is there? Is it just because of the water, or is there any other reasons of why it's being scrapped? Or yeah, following a years-long campaign by local water rights activists. Wow. I mean, they are they are surging. Like suddenly, Modelo is like the number three uh, selling beer in the grocery aisle. Really? Like yeah, I mean, it went from like where? Well, Corona's to... got a seltzer now, so you know, yeah. there's that. So we've got to do the seltzer show. Like we just oh, need. We oh, hundred percent. We just need somebody to go. I need to find a place that does singles, single seltzer. Cause there's no way I'm going to buy a damn six pack no. of something. I'm never going to touch again. I wonder yeah. if like, I wonder if like Teeter would do that. Cause you know, like sometimes mm-hmm. you, well, but I mean like sometimes they have the, the area of singles. Oh, sure. Like it oh. seems like that would be like the whole point of singles in a beer cooler is both to deal with those, mismatch stock where like somebody dropped a single bottle and now you've got five and also to like maybe get people to try something new and then they like find something to like like i feel like seltzer would be right there you know i, I just i'm gonna have to hold my nose and just go into a place it's a good thing like we have masks like i'm gonna have to like <laughs> nobody can see me i'm i'm yeah <laughs> just like pull my hoodie up and and wear a mask that isn't like my fish related thing like but, i'm gonna have to borrow a mask from somebody with like a nice floral print like wear sunglasses so nobody can recognize I've got me two just plain black masks <laughs> you can borrow one if you want i can i can turn one of mine inside out and just hope nobody notices. but you know how it is like watching the nfl you would assume that beer companies don't make beer anymore yep you know like okay we're gonna yeah we're you know bud light doesn't even show their own beer or no is it miller light who was somebody had the uh the ad where the the person's purchasing a like a twelve pack of Mick Ultra and they're like we're only one calorie more I think it's Miller Lite yeah it is like they're not even showing their own beer yeah like but everybody else is like oh hey you know Bud Light seltzer and Bud Light lemonade seltzer and Corona seltzer and all of this and I'm just like now I'm like I'm really curious like throw them all down let's have some giant lineup take like two episodes to crank through like thirty different cans oh god. I mean, it's not like we're going to sit there and drink a ton of all of them. Yeah. Well, yeah, so. that's true. I mean, it's probably going to be like our but, normal sample size and dump. Yeah, if even that. It's like, no, this was gross. Yeah. And they're all going to blend together after a while. It's got, yeah. There are going to be good ones and there's going to be bad ones at the end. I mean, we had those two dry hop seltzers on the show previous, uh, <coughs> which I surprisingly like. They weren't terrible. One, one of those was shared out you know, to me. I'm like, this is actually good. Like, yeah. I could see myself buying more of those, um, weirdly enough. Yeah, but it's like a weird, like, so there's there's that kind of seltzer, which is like seltzer pretending to be beer. But then there's like all the rest of it, which is more like... Alka-pop? It's, yeah, it's like fizzy fruit juice, or it's really just alcoholic lacroque. No. Which, you know, I mean, again, like, I don't understand why it's hard to pour vodka in your LaCroix, but whatever. Yeah. And I know I've come out, especially... Uh, as, as more local breweries start dabbling in seltzer and they're like, what's yeah. your problem with seltzer, man? I'm like, it, a, 
a news article popped up in my feed, like, here's how to make your own seltzer at home. And I'm like, here's my problem with seltzer. It's, it's fermented simple syrup. Yeah. It's sugar and water that you let ferment okay. and yeast nutrient. And that's fucking so, it. So that's let me, it. let me challenge you for one second on yep. that very thing. Mm-hmm. Mead. Hmm? Mead. Okay. How is that other than the carbonation aspect? I think it's, well. So you're going to do like, oh, well, meads, you know, like that's way more complicated. No, it's not. Like meat per, per ounce is like the most expensive shit on the counter. Yeah. On the on the shelf. It drives me nuts. I'm like, yeah, this is good. Well, but because it's not. honey's expensive. Look, I mean, when I, honey I gets see used. mead and seltzer as being completely different because, I mean, it's a, it's a fermentable. I mean, you're... Jeff, in a way, you're right, except I'm, I can't tell difference between different brands of table sugar the same way I can uh, different varieties of honey. Fair enough. You know, wildflower honey or orange blossom honey or this, that, and the other is different than table sugar and water. Like, give me a break. That's, there is no art to making seltzer. There just isn't. I think it's lazy. I mean, it's weird because it felt like it was this market accommodation for the gluten-free crowd. Yeah. And it's suddenly blown into this huge, like, it's just it's just easy to drink. It's low maintenance. I'm like, well, so is regular beer. I mean, it's not like you're cracking the code as well as I like to say about 83 times in the last episode. Whatever. They crack the code a lot. You know what? Yeah. What's, what's going on with the shrinking liquor bottle? Okay. So you want to talk about like uh, a, an article where I'm like, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Like I learned so much out of this one thing. So it turns out liquor bottle sizes are at least in the United States, like regulated by the government. Like there are, I think 16 different like acceptable sizes that you can sell things in. You're talking not necessarily shapes of bottles, but Content. loud volumes. Exactly. Um, and so, whereas you think of a liquor bottle as being 750 milliliters, we're getting ready to um, start seeing more 700 milliliters uh, milliliter bottles on the shelf. And the reason for that is like there's just so many reasons for this. Um, but basically, the rest of the world uses 700 milliliter bottles. Right. And and we don't. So... Oh, we're if, going metric now, huh? Yeah. But That's right. But if we were, you know, if a, a distillery in the United States wanted to export their product, they had to have essentially two different bottling lines, one for 750 milliliter bottles and one for, for export 700 milliliter bottles. Ooh, that sounds like a pain in the ass. It, it Yeah, it sounds like an expensive pain in the ass. Uh, but the same thing, like if a, a Scottish distillery wanted to send their 700 milliliter, like if they wanted to send us their bottles, it, they had to do the same thing. They had to upscale to, or down to, you know, 750 milliliters. So, so now we are essentially having as an option, the 700 milliliter bottles, which means a lot of distilleries are going to start, you know, the incredible shrinking liquor bottle. Yeah. Um, 
So, so they're going to make it look like it's something new. And they're going to make it look like it's you're getting more, but you're paying the same amount for less. Yes. You're, you're paying, you're essentially paying 6% more for the same. Mm-hmm. However, this does now mean that we as Americans can get imports that we've never seen before. Oh, that's nice. So like I, what? there was just so much for me to like unpack in this article. Like, wow. What, what's, I, what, what's one import that you're excited about? I have no idea. Okay. Because why would I waste my time on like reading up on something that I can't have. So suddenly it's like, I'm, I'm about to like, who knows, discover, you know, some, some new brands. So I mean, why, I'm, why I'm do I excited. feel it? Like, I know this is really <clears throat> more beer adjacent than anything, but yeah. <clears throat> meanwhile, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like, and Kentucky will just be like, now nah, we're good. You'd be surprised. I might be, I, you know, especially when you start realizing or, or understanding how many distilleries are really under one big macro corporation. Yep. Or five. Yeah. Maybe it won't matter. So yeah, like, High West is one that you wouldn't think. You'd think, oh, they're just throwing. Th-. Nope. They're owned by somebody. Yeah. But. I mean, it's not just like Jim Beam. It's, I mean, it's so many what I would consider like craft brands. Oh yeah. They're, they're really like owned by a big boy. It's harder to find one that is independently owned than it is. Exactly. Not. Yeah. It really is. Like, um, as far as I know, George Dickel is the only bourbon Kentucky bourbon place, at least that you can find here in North Carolina that is not owned by somebody hmm. it is the only, like we're our own thing. I was like, Damn. and it's hilarious because I'm just like, I don't care. That bourbon's good. Right. Which is exactly what we've railed against for seven years. years with, yeah, exactly. And it, yeah. it is so it is so strange that we have such an anti-big beer mindset. Yeah. However, some of my favorite bourbons are indeed like off-brands of the big boys. Like fucking Basil Hayden's. I love Basil Hayden's. Yeah. It's a Jim Beam. It's a, just a fancy Jim Beam. Yep. That's all it is. Like, I love Booker's. Same. Yep. Exact same company. Like. Yep. That's that's a Jim Beam, and I think Jim Beam's owned by I can't even remember yeah. now. But the, 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 yeah, it just keeps going and going and going. It's crazy, it's craziness. So, but well, going back to what you were saying, yeah. um, you know, as, as somebody that does like Scotch, there's probably some distilleries over there that did not want to do seven fifty bottles. Yeah, right. We're we're set much. up for seven hundreds. Yep. Why the heck are we going to need to? To spend money that we don't have. Oh, exactly. Or also, we will do it. We're now going to double our price. Yeah. Yeah. Now that they're getting their 700 milliliter bottles, they should cut their price. And ha- oh, no, they're not going to no, do that. No. At all. no. And because we're used to spending. This article even said like the last time that um, liquor, like the handles, uh, sizes came or decreased, uh, the price per ounce uh, went up. Um, like people are paying the same for less. Um, but. But like that's not anything like maybe we don't recognize this happening in the alcohol area, but this happens in like your grocery store. Oh yeah, all the damn time. Yeah, that stuff that used to always be like you always used to be able to count on this box of pasta is a pound. Uh, not always. This bag of coffee is a pound. Mm, mm. Very rarely anymore. Yep. Is it? Yeah, it's more like twelve ounces. But yep. you're still paying the same amount. So I. Another thing in this article, where I'm like, I have no idea. Like, so the TTB, which you know regulates alcohol, you know, we've talked about a number of times on this show. 
uh, had actually proposed of just completely scrapping um, any sort of regulation about bottle size. Which means if you wanted to have like... 712 milliliter bottles. But their oh, whole thing yeah. is, if a distiller wanted to bottle their devil's liquor in a 666 milliliter bottle, they'd be welcome to do so. But when they ask distilleries, like during a comment period, like, do you support scrapping this or not? Uh, 110 distilleries wrote in in favor of eliminating size restrictions where the opposition, 1,140. It was overwhelmingly... <laughs> yeah keep things the way they are. Well, you, you got to remember too, or I, I, in my mind, at least the way this works out is that when everybody is kind of held to the same size, there's only so much people can get away with. Yeah. You still have enough bottle disparity on the shelf and enough like just bottle shape differences that you can tell usually just by eyeballing. Oh, well, that's this, that's that. That one's got that stupid paper wrapper on it. That's a basil, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, like whatever it is. Oh, that's stupid paper. That's wrapper. clearly Woodford. You know, like I can tell by the bottle shape. You know, yep. those are Jeffersons. Mm. But uh, <laughs> you know, like you let people go hog wild, all the gimmicks start coming out. And, oh yeah. Like, do you remember uh, when the that was it like the eight ounce or the six ounce can was trying to become a thing? And you could buy beer in like a six, like these little stubby cans. Yep. Like that never really took off because nobody really wants that. Yeah. So maybe. Well, just... I beg to differ. Uh, there are certain beer styles where, you know, if, if I've got like a double barrel, 15% barley wine, I don't want a pint, pint can, can of it. Pint can. Give pint me. Pint can. You know, give me an eight ounce, please. Um, like eh. give me, give me a single serving option. Don't make me over serve just to finish a bottle or can or whatever. Uh, so, I'd rather wreck myself on that. Well, you best check yourself before you wreck yourself. I did. I'm ready to wreck myself. But anyway, I, I thought this was kind of cool. No, like, this we're, is we're, cool. And, and it's easy. It's going to make it easier for distilleries in the United States to export. And we should also see an influx of brands that we just aren't familiar with. And so. like I said, as somebody that enjoys scotch, that's what I'm kind of hoping maybe mm-hmm. is that there's some distilleries over there that just said, fuck it, we're not doing 750s, and now that they can, or Japanese whiskeys that I've never heard of. Because, you yeah, know, same. I, I apparently just like expensive shit. Like, yeah, that is the it, thing that happens. And that's not going to change. You're just going to get less of it. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, oh, you know, I bitch about a $18 four-pack, but I'll buy a $70 to $80 bottle of whiskey. <laughs> Where's the fucking logic? Man. I mean, it doesn't make any sense at all. It doesn't at all. But, oh, it's Japanese whiskey. It's... it's, it's we I'm get in this idiot. weird place with the stuff that we like, especially when we've got enough flexibility in our budget to pull it off. Yeah. You know, like we were having this conversation at home about, you know, paying off some bills and trying to get ourselves in a better financial spot. We're going to, you know, blah, blah, blah. And we're going to save and we've got a goal and a target and a thing. And then I, you know, kind of got into my wife a little bit about a specific expense that she was incurring. And I'm just like, this doesn't make any sense at all. You know, it's like 60 bucks. And then I drove up to <clears throat> Noda and spent $75. On <laughs> so, you know, like I got home and I'm like, look, you know, like, okay. You know, it's so okay. like I can make all the excuses. It's honey pie day. It only comes around once a year, but like, so does this day and that day and that day and that day. And right. I'm like, you know, like, okay. So I retract my previous, you know, like dragging you through the mud on this. 
Um, cause I've got some work to do on myself. Yeah. After I finish this honey pie. Mm. <laughs> what happened in Japan with Sapiro or Sapporo? Oh. <laughs> Sabaro? Sabaro. Sab- that's right. Sabaro, pretty much. Yeah, they quit, uh, they quit serving uh, pepperoni because uh, the Japanese don't like it. Yeah. So uh, Sapporo breweries out of, uh, out of Japan were getting ready to release a uh, commemorative, like a limited run uh, new beer. Um, there's just one big, big, big problem with that. What's that? Uh, you won't believe the one big problem they've got with that. Yeah, after the break, breweries hate this one trick. Uh, uh, they misspelled the word lager. L a g a r. Okay. And but that's the thing. Like if if you are a lager brewer, like that's just embarrassing. So out oh, it doesn't, of oh, I was I was no. waiting for the uh, oh, and by the way, you know it no. means pedophilia. You know, no. or something like that. Oh like, no, no, no! There's, there's, there's no like, and this. But it doesn't mean anything. It's just like they just they had just, a very embarrassing misprint, and they decided to scrap the launch of the spear. So they have like all of these cans of stuff that's just never going to see the light of day because they are too embarrassed to put it out to the public. That's funny. I mean, yeah, it is one of those like that's an expensive mistake, but yeah, that is kind of funny. Like ah shit, that's of all the things and. And of course, like there's another article, like Australia printed 46 million new banknotes. Oh, the spelling mistake. It's like, guys, <sighs> all you need to just double check your work. I, you know, we saw that, um, there was a, a four pack of different bottles that came out in Charlotte, uh, late last year. We had them on the show. I'm not going to mention the brewery's name, but they had a glaring spelling error on it. I'm like, y'all just run your shit through spell check yeah. just once. Like, but like please. spelling error is one thing. Like, Misspelling the type of beer, yeah, kind of a big deal. Yeah, it's it's like oh we we're getting ready to release this new beer and it's spelled like B Y E E R like dang it yeah beer beer like like we decided to cancel the launch of this beer but of course the general public is like you know if you have any uh if you need us to take some of those off your hands. I mean, the outcry is just like, we'd love some free beer. So, if you need anybody right? to, to pick up a couple cases of those and sell on the secondary market. Right. I don't, I mean, I mean, I, I could think of. It's like of, an error card in baseball. Yes, exactly. Then someday some guy's going to bring it into, you know, Pawn Stars and they'd be like, yeah, I'll give you like a buck and a half. Yeah. You can give a buck <laughs> Maybe and two half. bucks. Maybe two bucks. It's, it's, it's interesting and it's funny, but. Also. Yeah, it, it also, sucks to be them, but... But it's also a really good time to say, like, everybody screws up. Yeah. All you got to do is say, look, we made a mistake. We're fixing it. Oh, that's all a brewery has to do when they make a mistake is say, oops, we screwed up and move on? My bad. Wow. Who would have thought? It must Crazy. be a Japanese thing. Yeah. And not a German. Yeah. <laughs> are so, we ready for break? I think we are. All right. We'll, we'll be back, be back in 30. 30. Time for buy no buy. It's pretty simple. We've been drinking beer on the show. Sometimes we buy it. Sometimes listeners send it to us. Josh, why don't you explain buy no buy? 
Yeah, I guess okay. it. Right, okay, okay. We're right. done. It's a it's a pretty simple system. It's a one or a zero. So dang, just, it's that, it's like it's almost like it's that simple. Like you just spit it out before I can even tell you to do it. I know. First beer up. We've got a Chuck beer, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, we um, do. Chuck sent us a can of uh, Savannah Rivers Flight of Brynhilda, a Belgian style double. So, <clears throat> I like Savannah River. I like a lot of what they do. I don't know what happened here. Um, so spoiler alert, I'm a no buy. Um, I have like fundamental brain issues with putting a Belgian beer in a can because to me, what makes a Belgian beer good and um, alive is that it's a little bit of bottle conditioned and it's in a glass bottle. It's usually cork and caged. I'm not saying that's the only way to enjoy a Belgian double. I'm just like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to die on this hill, I'm sure. But like for me, that's the way I want to see it. So I was already a little bit predisposed against this beer going in. Um, it's And then you tried it and it completely redeemed itself? No, it just, unfortunately, just didn't, didn't click for me at all. Um, so again, no, no buy on this one. Well, taste, I mean, this, this one really tasted off. Uh, like foreign yeast or something. I mean, if you were to say... Belgian, I mean, Belgian double? No, this thing tastes like a year old, like English bitter. Uh, I mean, I've had some really shitty bottles of Fuller's ESB that had sat on a shelf for probably two years, and it. This is what it tastes like. But, like but again, burnt like rubber. Like, I, I, I feel like do it. what makes a Belgian fun is that it's a little bit alive. Mm-hmm. You get a little bit of you know that bottle conditioning yeast in there, and it changes over time. But you like can condition. Would you put live yeast in a can? Sure, you can. Yeah. Why? I mean, Sierra Nevada does. I mean, the they're snap. There's yes, yeah, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale is can conditioned. Yeah. Okay, but so like, there's, is, uh, there's a little so bit. is Fat Tire from uh, New Belgium. But that's not really in the same like active yeast wheelhouse as a Belgian, is it? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, because like if you really wanted to, you could <clears throat> excuse me buy a twelve pack of Sierra Nevada. Dredge your yeast out, and you've got a starter. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. No. I was all right. So fine. So apparently, this is uh, my own personal issue, but I still don't like it. Oh, I just can conditioning aside, I just didn't think it tasted good at all. Josh, what do you think? Hard pass. This was a dump. Like as soon as I took a drink of it, <laughs> it got dumped immediately. Yeah, yeah. Go back and listen to the beginning of the show. Yeah, and I'm like, oh god. This is the- this just tastes terrible. Yeah, it's just and, and and yeah, it's not a can conditioning. But Jeff, I will, I will give you this: canning a Belgian's fucking weird. It's a it's, it's, it's a, a weird thing. Yeah, I'm just not a hell. I've had delirium tremens in the can. Well, but that I was going to say slaps. I'm so good. I've had that in a can, and okay. it is good. So it can work. I just yeah. I, 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 I'm not even mad. I'm just disappointed at this point. Like I know what this brewery can be. My my brain is going to explode if I ever see Chimay Blue in a can. Oh God! Just yeah. like uh, I'm, I'm going to have to change my pants. But not not in a good way. All right. Yes. Jeff. Yes, in a good way. Next beer up. Uh, next beer up. Uh, Wild Heaven. Uh, we've had a number of their beers. I think on the show from Chuck. Yes, we have. Uh, this is their 95 shilling an Imperial Scotch Ale, aged in Bullet 95 rye barrels. To which I say, ha. Ha ha ha. Um, I'm not getting a whole lot of bullet rye. There's there's a very, very, very light hint 
of barrel in this. Um, this just feels like overly sugared sugar water. Like I, it is cloying and I'm just not enjoying it at all. And I like a scotch ale. I don't mind an imperial scotch ale, but this is just, this is almost diabetic. It's so sweet. Wells, no buy. I'm, I'm with you on not getting a whole ton of barrel, but I do like this beer. Yes, it is sweet for a scotch ale, but I, I liked it en- enough to at least say I'm a buy. Josh, what are your thoughts on this? Nope. Hmm. Okay. It's fun. Jeff even tried to offer me another pour, and I shook my head. No, thank you. No, thanks. It's just, it is. It's sweet, and it's weird, and it's throwing me off, and I don't understand why, so. I'm starting to think I've had this one before, like when I went to Savannah. Okay. Maybe you have. No. Uh, But yet another brewery that I know what they can be, and that's just ain't it. No buy. Next beer up. Uh, next beer up, Sierra Nevada's Fantastic Haze Imperial IPA. So uh, much like the one from last show, this is a 9% beer. Um, this one has haze in the name, yet, like I would call this actually more, I mean like, more like a chill haze almost. Like there's a, a little bit of sediment to it, but it is by no means what I would consider a hazy beer. Um, but I actually enjoyed this one a lot. Uh, I like the hops in it. It tastes good. Um it's a sneaky 9%. Um, and it being a 12-ounce can from Sierra Nevada, I'm sure these are not terribly expensive as a six-pack. So, Really? That's 9%? Are you serious? That's what it says. On untapped or on the damn can? Oh, you're both. What? 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 Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> and he's back in for more. <laughs> well, I mean, I was going to be back in for more anyway but i i did not see that coming like yeah no it's uh it's again real good uh enjoy this uh drink super smooth um i'd love to test this out on the couch with some nfl some wings and like you know like this feels like a good time wells i don't like this as much as the big little thing that we had uh last show. show but in terms of a mass-produced, 9%, hazy, juicy, whatever. Uh, this is pretty good. Um, I mean, give me big little thing and probably hazy little thing over this, but I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to not buy it. There's no way. Like this is, this is viable. Josh. So I did indeed have this, <clears throat> excuse me, yesterday with, Wings and NFL football. Oh, well. And it was fantastic yesterday, and it's still great today. Now I'm sitting here, and I'm like, you know, we're doing that thing that everybody does. Beginning of the year, ah, new, you know, we're going to eat better, diet, whatever. Nope. And meanwhile, I'm like, damn it, some wings for the peel sounds so freaking good right now. Oh, man, they do. They really do. Uh, Yeah, this is fantastic. And that was, excuse me, the thing that surprised me. Um, You know, of course, I bought this in the big little, both 9%. And I'm, I'm sitting here looking at this going, there's no way this is 9% because this is a sneaky little fucker at 9%. Yeah, and at least, I felt it yesterday. Yeah, the big little thing. Tastes, yeah, I could, I could see that being yeah, 9%. But this one, nah, 7, 6. Yeah, I was thinking 6, 6.5. Yeah, it's, uh, it's damn good, though. So, big, huge buy. Next beer up. 
Uh, next beer up, we have Noda's Captain Peanut Butter's Chocolate Revenge, which I feel like has been a Noda beer since Noda. Uh huh. Like it has been around forever. Even the first, like my first memories of going to Noda's brewery, like I remember that being on the list. And, you know, like I get weird with chocolate peanut butter beer. Like I understand the idea. It's just a little more than I really want out of a beer. Um, this thing is probably the closest to smelling like a peanut butter cup as I've ever seen. Um, the peanut butter is there. It's I say the peanut butter. It's, it's more, it's obviously peanuts. It's, you know, roasty peanuts. Uh, it doesn't have that sugar vibe that you get with peanut butter, but um, it's chocolate. It's peanut. I like, this is just, this is really damn good. And you know how much, or you, you know where I usually stand on peanut butter beers, Josh, but I'm buying this beer. Holy shit. What is happening? It's damn good. It is damn good. Well, left is right, up is down. John Marino admitted he made a mistake. Uh, now you're blocked. <laughs> and now I am too because I'm within, laughing at it. I'm with. I'm I'm less than six feet away from you. Yep. Well, uh, look, I I've been a fan of Captain Peanut Butter's Chocolate Revenge in the past, but for some reason, like, what the hell did they do to this beer this year to make it so much better than I remember it in the past? This is like the pinnacle of Captain Peanut Butter. Uh, huge fan. That's, that's a really good point. Like I've had it in flights and such over mm-hmm. the years, and it's always been like good. Yeah. But this is like, this is really good. Mm-hmm. Man, oh man. And I, I swear, like my taste buds aren't off because, and it's not like I can open a can at the brewery because, you know, to go only and everything. But there, there to me, there is a, a difference in taste between the the draft version and the can version, huh. um, but the, this whatever this this can version just absolutely slaps. So huge buy, Josh. Bulls is all about the slaps today. Slaps, yes. slaps, and slaps and slaps. But is it a bop? It's not a bop, but it slaps. It's a jam. Okay, so Jeff, you've been with me for seven years now at this yeah, point. Yeah, it's been a long road. What, what are you going to do for your anniversary? I know, right? I, I know, right? Well, you've been on for what, four? I have no idea. It feels like it's been about four it feels years. Like for Again, ever. up is down, time is left, right is nothing. Okay. We're in the upside down. Here's, here's where the rubber meets the road, gents. All right. How the fuck have neither of you ever told me this beer existed? I didn't Excuse know me? this really? was a fucking beer. Well, like I don't know that it's part of their regular rotation. No, it's it? like a it's like a yearly thing. Yeah. You know how much I love peanut butter beer. Yeah. Like I'm fucking weirdly so, obsessed with it. So, I actually so I will, did not know that. So, so, I, I, so I will plead sorry. the fifth on the I don't name the fifth. Like I, so I've only seen it a couple of times at the brewery and I okay. don't go a ton. So if if Wells is saying like this is like a seasonal beer for Noda news to me. Cause yeah, I it's, never, like an, it's like an annual release. Like I, like, okay. I never, like I never see it. I never really like, I don't follow him on social. So I don't know. Well, and, and, and so here I was walking through the teeter. Cause that's kind of like, I had to go back there cause I'm trying to save money and I see this thing and I'm like, hmm, what the fuck? Yeah, I no. didn't know they made a peanut butter chocolate beer. Yeah, it used to be in bombers. God damn it. I missed out for well, so long. But to Wells's point, this is, and, and I, I agree with you, Wells, the handful of times I've had it, this is 
the best iteration that I've ever had. Okay. Yep. Well, then maybe I didn't yeah. miss anything. No, no, no. congratulations. I mean, you weren't missing out. This is... You still would have this, enjoyed it in the past. Sure. Okay. But this you. year's is... Yeah, this is, this is fucking delicious. If you're ever going to get into it, this is the year because it's just that damn good. I mean, how many times have I tried to make you guys drink all the weird peanut butter stuff that I find? And this <sighs> nothing is, was worse than that peanut butter IPA. That was I will that was never, a troll. Oh, that the, was a troll. Never the, the Westbrook. For that. Yeah, that oh, was that a, was horrid. That was a troll. I, move. I didn't get any I, I damn peanut butter. It must have settled out or something. Like, yes, that was the problem well, with that. Yeah, beer. yeah, totally. But <laughs> one of its many. God damn, this is good. Uh, I'm just gonna go ahead and fucking say it. I want a kegerator of the. I want. I, yeah, I, you're I want out. like not even just a little six stool. I want a fucking big boy of this. <laughs> Give you a half barrel. Yes, right. please half barrel me this motherfucker. And I, I believe you would drink it. Damn, this is good. This is really good. Do they bourbon barrel age this by chance? Oh, I'd love to see it. Oh God, I'd lose my mind. And maybe even or you like, know or hear me out. Put a little bourbon in yours. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, I know. Same, I can, same effect. I, I've got some four rows of single barrel. There you go. Perhaps I've got a plan. Mm-hmm. After little, the little, show. little touch in there. Yeah. Boop. Yeah. This is this is fantastic. And like I said, I I didn't know this was the thing until yesterday. Basically, I'd never seen it. I did not know they made a peanut butter beer. Josh, I apologize. It's okay for not knowing that you love peanut butter the way you do. Oh, I made a mistake. Un, it's unhealthy. I won't was, do that again. Okay. What was the one that we that you used to get all the time? Sweet Baby Jesus, Dewclaw, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, I would buy a six pack of that, and I would get through like two bottles, and I'd be like, mm, "Well, Josh is getting some beer." Yeah, because <laughs> th- there is just this weird thing in my brain with peanut butter and beer, and I do not understand it. But it clicks. Peanut butter, jelly time, whatever. No thanks. But like chocolate peanut butter, like it can work. And even again, it's not so much peanut butter because, and I, and I think that's where this is okay. If this had used like peanut butter, like peanut butter powder or something. Sure. Yeah. That can get really well and hell they may be doing that. I don't know. A lot of times that peanut butter can get overwhelming. Yes. And it's just too much. Yeah. This is decadent yet still accessible. And I, I mean, Sitting and plowing through a can of that, no problems. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And I'm not a big peanut butter fan. Yeah. I mean, I, not a big peanut butter beer fan. Yeah. I like peanut butter fine. I think we're on our, like, just about to finish our second four pack of this, and it's been out like two weeks. Wow. Nice. Which, oh, yeah. All right, Jeff, final beer up. Final beer up. Uh, it's Chuck beer. Oh, Lord. For Wild Leap. Ooh. Uh, this is Partners in Crema. It's a coffee stout with cocoa and coconut. Oh, um, this is uh, actually kind of delicious. I like it. Um, my palate's a little wobbly right now because of everything we've had. Um, it's a touch sweet, but I think that's kind of you're going to get that with the coconut. The coconut isn't super prominent. It's just sweet for me, uh, but it's good. I, I, I like this. I'd, I'd buy a can. Sure. Wells. Uh, I'm with you on it being a touch sweet, but I think I'm going to fall on the other side of the coin where it's. I'd like it, but I don't think I like it enough to buy it. Um, that was a, a a real squeaker, but it just didn't pass muster for me. So uh, that's a no buy. Josh, what do you think of this? So after we <clears throat> just spent five minutes gushing all over Captain Peanut Butter Chocolate Revenge. Bless. This is still damn good. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys are, are right. This is sweet, but I am on the side of the coin with Jeff where it's not overly sweet. And I actually feel like after having... That 
porter, this stout really played well with it. Mm-hmm. I think they played well together. And I was really surprised because I was kind of worried of, you know, one was going to overwhelm the other. But yeah, this is damn good. See, I'd but, like to see this in barrels. Yeah. Yeah. That too. That too. Probably before I would uh, the Captain Peanut Butter, oddly enough. And it, like, I, I have a feeling like you give the right barrel expression on this. Of course, you give the right barrel expression to anything. But, that's a, yeah. but yeah, but you know. It, it doesn't get sour. That's a good thing. Yeah, I, 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 I think this could really pop in barrels. I'd like, if it exists, Chuck, if you can get some, uh, please send it on. But you know, it's interesting, you know, like, so that last beer, the Captain Peanut Butter is an Imperial Porter. And, you know, as far as like, when I think of like the body of a porter versus a stout, you mm-hmm. know, stout just has just a little extra more. I don't feel like there's that much of a difference between these two in terms of that body and like yeah, no, definitely. porter versus stout. This is um, not like a thin, por- that was not a thin porter by it, any stretch of the imagination. Right. This is well, not a thick stout. Yes. Yeah. But, but, but you also have, I think that porter and that roastiness kind of lends itself well to that peanut butter expression. Whereas, you know, maybe that porter doesn't fly well with coconut and coffee. Uh, coffee, Coco yes. Loco. Fair point. Damn it. Yep. And in fact, the, the reason that I went to Noda this past weekend was to have the Coco Loco with vanilla and coffee added. So. So Voco Coco Loco. Sure. Joko. All right. Anyway, some Friday tap. That's pretty simple. Out of the beers that we had on the show, what are you going to put on your kegerator? We already know where I'm going because I already said it. I want to have a fucking barrel of Captain Peanut Butter Chocolate Revenge. Yeah. I don't blame you. That's a real damn good. Um, for Definitely me, going. Uh, I'm going to go with that fantastic case. Uh, you know, I, I, uh, I, I got a keg of Jade and I'm just loving the hell out of that thing. And ba, just, ba, ba, ba. And, uh, uh, but, but, you know, a easy drinking IPA. 9%. I mean, like I could have some fun with that. Yeah. Totally. Well, so what about you, man? I'm with you on the partner of uh, the, um, partner peanut partner. butter. Sorry. I, I, Read it and went past. Yeah, the Captain Peanut Butter's Chocolate Revenge uh, this year is just exceptional. Uh, I, I can see myself picking up like basically like I I am a promiscuous drinker. I don't really keep a lot of like fridge beers around. Right. I mean, I, I keep like certain staples around, but but boy, I like for me to say, oh, I could see myself buying like four four packs of this says a, a lot. Like when there are so many beer options out there, like I'm just gonna mm, good stuff. It is fantastic, Jeff. We're at the end of the show. Where are we at, man? Come find us on the interwebs. Go to craftbeercast.com. Find links to our old episodes. Um, interact with us. Engage. Patreon.com/slash/craftbeercast. Facebook.com/slash/craftbeercast. Reddit/slash/r/slash/craftbeercast. Um, or really, if you actually want a response from us, go to Twitter. Yep. At CBcast. Wells, where can they find you? You can find me on Instagram and uh, and Twitter at all the Wells, all one word. I unless you've blocked me, <laughs> Josh. Where are you? You can follow me on Twitter at Josh CBC. Don't forget to rate and review us on a podcatcher of your choice. Don't forget to tell a friend, tell somebody. And other than that, we will talk to you guys next Thursday.